The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of WCBA, powered, of course, by EverG. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. Today, we're excited to have the wave in the house, and they're going to tell us about their small business story. E. It's super exciting. You know, the wave is one of my favorite places. So welcome. Did you get kicked out of the wave? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I didn't get kicked out. Don, oh, I'm their favorite person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anywho, as I was saying, welcome, Jesse and Adam. <laughs> How are the two of you? We're great. We're wonderful. Yeah. It's not 2020 or 2021, so we're having so, a great oh. day. Yes, <laughs> yes. 2022 is off to a great start for you, huh? Yeah, this, uh, this is going to be the whole rest of the decade I'm so excited for. So. Yes. Let's speak it into existence. <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah. So tell us who you are. What do you do? We are the Heart Keys. Um, we uh, own Heart Key Presents, which is a part of Wave, Old Town, or Wave Venue. So we are a music venue downtown. We're also partners out at the Cotillion, a historic ballroom that has been in existence since 1960. So what we do is we help bring live music to our community. Yes. Yeah, we understand that the arts is something that not has not necessarily been at the forefront of everybody's minds throughout our society, right? And that's mm-hmm. what we are hoping to change. We know that music and arts of all sort really help bring about community, and that's what we think is needed right now. I agree 100%. Um, do either of you sing? No. We not. do, mm-hmm. but I, you don't want to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> we are instrumentalists at our house. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll have to turn the mics off. Uh, well, <laughs> Excellent. We get, we, I know that. Never mind. I'll let, I, Y'all sing? No. No. She plays the piano very well, but she can't sing. I can sing. Mm-mm. No, no. But no, no one appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been in business? Oh, gosh, we've been in business at Wave since 2018. We've been doing this type of work for over 15 years now. So, yeah, Harky Presents, we started officially about, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago? So 2009. We actually we met and very soon afterwards began doing shows together. So our relationship is always very, all, all facets of our relationship are intertwined. And some people are very curious how we make it work. But for us, it's perfect. It's this really beautiful balance of personal and work and just everything is intertwined in our lives. Like and we that. love it. So 2009, you began Heart Key Presents. And what is all of, what does that entail? 
Well, in 2009, that entailed uh, First Friday. It was a music crawl that okay. we produced. Basically, what that was was a way to get uh, local original artists into different bars and venues and businesses all over town. At, at its height, we would have artists in you know 35 businesses around town. And what that was was the first Friday of every month, we would program with uh, original music, and it was both local and then touring artists, you know, really small touring artists. And then that developed into the job at the Orpheum that I got. Um, and then we started doing more shows, bigger shows, bigger touring artists. So it, it's really, we book, we promote, we consult, we do various things, you know, as part of Parky Presents. We're also a founding member of um, Detour. It's a national conglomerate, of a booking conglomerate that we just started and launched back in January. Um, so that's another facet of Parky Presents as well. Yes, Detour officially launched on March 1st, 2022. It, we were very excited to be able to work with a number of our peers that we became very close with over the last two years. Um, prior to 2020, the entire live music industry, especially in the independent realm, had been very isolated. Mm. We're a bunch of Hustlers, in the best sense of the word. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, yes. You know, we we were, were a bunch of scrappy individuals who didn't always have a lot of resources, but were very competent at utilizing the resources we had available to us to make, you know. But we were all just going ahead of trying to get to the next show and then the next show and the next show. And once we hit March of 2020, we were all forced, like almost everyone in our society, to sit down and figure out what our next steps yeah. would be. Mm -hmm. We were one of the 20 earliest members of National Independent Venue Association, which launched in April of 2020, um, quickly grew to over 3,000 organizations. Wow. Um, Adam was the co-chair and still is co-chair of the ad advocacy committee of that organization um, and did truly amazing things with that. But after we got through that hellscape of 2020, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we always had a saying within Neva that first we will survive and then we will thrive. So out of that grew, out of the friendships we formed within that organization, something completely separate has formed. Um, and Adam mentioned that it's Detour. And so it's a number of these people that, again, we had never met prior to 2020, but are now some of the people I find closest in my life. Um, and we book shows across the country. We are trying, we all have the same idea that we need to build community within our individual cities mm -hmm. and bring art to our communities. I love that. So is Detour really like a, a collective of booking? Yeah, exactly. Book a cooperative or a collective. So we're all still independent entities. Okay. But we're working together. So historically, there's been a few larger corporations that have really dominated the live music industry. Mm -hmm. And that's left a number of us smaller independents sort of out of the conversation. And due to this, all of these friendships that I mentioned we had formed and these beautiful networks that had come out of such tragedy, we are now able to get in on some of those conversations that had we'd been excluded from previously. That's dope. I love that. And I love the excitement that you bring about the work that you do. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, a beautiful thing to see how music brings people together and how it brings about many different emotions. And to know that you're in an industry that uh, brings community together in a beautiful way is, is just dope, in my opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so, okay, we know you're, you're, big venue 
the wave, the indoor outdoor facility. There's been many of events there. You bring a lot of different acts, right? And but everyone, a lot of people know you for, um, you know, the indie music that you bring, right? So can you talk to us a little bit about that and how that started and um, what your hopes are? Yeah, I mean that's really our roots. You know, we we started like I said you know, way back when working with bands that really nobody knew about. And and I know, apologize. Can you tell us what indie music is? Because for maybe sure. listeners don't know. Yeah. And, and it's kind of a um, vast definition, I would say. There's a lot of things that can fall in that indie category. But really what we're looking at when we say indie music is artists that may not have representation um, or may be virtually unknown to the general public as a whole. So and think, by representation, we're referring to like having an agent yeah. or, you know, some of the management, somebody or, yeah. who has, you know, their feet firmly planted in the industry who can help make connections. They're doing everything themselves. An independent you know? artist who's right. just doing it all themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that's, you know, we, we definitely, especially on our indoor stage, try to work with a lot of indie artists. Um, we also try to program a lot of like the opening spots for larger artists as well mm-hmm. when we have that opportunity with, you know, some some indie artists. And, you know, just kind of working in that artist development realm is something that, you know, we're super passionate about. And that's something sure. we'd really like. We're hoping that in the future we can do that even more, you know, as we see WAVE become more established within the community. Mm-hmm. We'd like to use the bandwidth that then gets freed up for us mentally to help these artists. And we have so many amazing artists in our community that don't necessarily have a lot of external resources just because historically Wichita hasn't had that. Yeah. You know, that's not the industry that we're always have been known for. Mm-hmm. But we would, we are hoping to see that change. We do have a very viable music industry within our community. And so it's just, that's what we want our next phase to be, yeah. is showcasing the amazing talent that we do have. Yeah, and when we talk about a hub, you know, as Wave, it's not just for live shows, but it's also helping artists with resources that they need to progress their career, right? So it's multifaceted. It's not just that live show experience. Hmm. It's um, working outside of those, you know, normal uh, interactions. So if I wanted to take my career to the next level, I would come to you and say, hey, I need to figure out a way to get my music out here. And then you would, you know, guide me on the right direction or? That's our goal. Yeah. So right now we help just advise artists and like help them through with questions they have, whatever. But um, what we're hoping to do uh, as next steps is to do just that. Yeah. Like work with local, regional, national artists that are truly independent um, and start really helping them develop and doing exactly what you said. Wow. That's, that's huge. Um, And so it's the two of you. Um, How many employees do you have now? Um, At WAVE, we have a core staff of about 10 people. Um, But then as this time of year, we grow quickly, Mm -hmm. exponentially. Uh, As we go back outdoors, you know, we can have as many as 70 people out there. Because your venue holds, what, 300, 500? Indoor is 569. Outdoor is 4,000. Woo! Yes. So we got to get a lot of booze moving and a lot yeah. of people through the doors in a very short amount of time. That's yeah. awesome. A big sellout show. We have, you know, 70 to 100 people working typically on staff, full staff on the on the big outdoor shows. So, yeah. How many people did you have working when um, you had the Snoop DJ? Yes. Um, when Snoop was there, it was about yeah. 100 people. Yeah. 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 We that sold was out a fun that show. One. 
It was such a wonderful show. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. We got to bring our kid down to that one. He's a huge Snoop fan. And just... (laughs) He got to go. He was sitting backstage just watching it. He saw and he saw a number of people in our community that he's he looks up to yeah. that were opening. Um, in fact, his with DJ, Rudy Love and yeah, it was Rudy yeah. and then Carbon was on stage. So these DJ are, Carbon's dope. Yeah, Carbon is his DJ teacher. Oh, okay, uh, he knows Rudy, and so just for him to be able to see that um, was really inspirational for him. Yeah, and I hope other people in our community were super inspired to see that. Yeah, people, just because we're in Wichita doesn't mean you can't share a stage with people like Snoop. That was a beautiful moment. And um, Rudy brought in, like, he had a thousand people on stage with him. So that's what I love about his shows. He brings in everyone and gives them all a chance to shine collaboratively. Rudy is an amazing artist and overall human. Yeah, I agree. Truly amazing person. Excellent. Um, This is just great to see you folks. Well, haven't met you before, Jesse, but uh, no Adam from back in the day. I mean, and Evergy's always had a partnership with the folks that Adam worked with, whether it's the Orpheum or the River Festival, or I think we got a pavilion down at Nasca Park. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I think and you're I think right. you program Nasca <laughs> yeah, Park. Yeah, we do right? program. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't escape. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you said you folks were in, instrumentalists, and so that means you play an instrument, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Good what, job, Don. Well, uh, you know, I was doing that for Southeast High School's benefit, uh, okay. but that's okay. <laughs> but uh, what instruments do you play? I'm actually a classically trained flautist. Um, I yeah, so I play the flute. I mean, she plays the flute. Okay. I, so <laughs> yeah. I, I know that one. <laughs> oh, but, nice. Yeah. So I did that. Um, I went into the realm of music education for a few years. Huh. I play piano as well, uh, but. It's a lot more fun to just go <laughs> work at a venue and <laughs> do some shows. Yeah. So I was very lucky that I transitioned um, out of the world of education in 2019. It was great timing. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Did you so, grow up here in Wichita? Um, I'm from the suburbs. I'm from Heston. Okay. Yeah. Tornado. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. March vividly. is not my favorite yeah. month. It was actually the Heston tornado happened on March 13th, which is also the same day that Wave shut down. Oh, Ooh. gosh. So I am not a big fan of that yeah. Yeah. month. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're done with that. Adam. We're April. Yeah. Uh, did you grow up here? I grew up here, yeah. What high school? I went to North. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have some friends from Southeast, though, so it's cool. The Southeast is the best. Mm. Uh, Actually, Northwest is, but we're not going (laughs) to talk about that right now. Help help me understand, when did you just, I mean, what was the aha moment that we're going to do this and we're going to have the wave, the cotillion, detour? I mean, I know all those came at a different time, but was that always the goal to grow this where it's so... It's multi have multi divisions, if you will. Um, I wouldn't say I had like a we had a plan for it. I I, I would say we had a plan. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very clear memory. Uh, we had an office in the Farmer and Bankers building, yeah. on, and mm-hmm. I have a very clear memory when we were doing First Friday of sitting there and looking at the Orpheum, and saying, "Okay, so I'm doing the education thing. I can get money there. How are you? Where can you go work?" It was like we were like, "You could work at the Orpheum." Or you could work at Riverfest or the Cotillion. Those are the options on our community. And that was probably 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then Adam went out and worked at two of the places. Mm -hmm. And then we bought the third. 
And then nice. we just, you know, why not continue to grow? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I moved back. I, I had a somewhat of a defining moment, probably, what, mid-2000s when I moved back to Wichita. I was up in Kansas City. I was working as a community organizer with ACORN. Um, mm. And uh, I was working in the Kansas City area. And then I had the opportunity. They basically were shutting down the Kansas City office of ACORN, but they wanted me to then, it was basically a promotion where I would become what they called an ACORN aviator, where you'd fly around the country and set up organizing campaigns Mm -hmm. all over the country. But at that point, I had started getting more involved in the music scene in Kansas City and, and was really enjoying that. And the thought of never having a solid place and moving around constantly to do this wasn't that appealing to me. So Mm -hmm. I kind of just gave that up and moved back to Wichita and um, opened a small recording studio, uh, Mm. sold everything I had. And it it wasn't a nice facility, (laughs) but it got the job done. And, but that's where I met like Rudy and like all these people like started working with all these local musicians. And one of the first conversations I had with Rudy, I remember just, he couldn't get gigs anywhere. He was like, I, I, you know, I can't get gig. They, they want to hire a cover band. You know, they want to hire somebody that's going to play brown eyed girl or mm-hmm. whatever a million times. And like, but I can't get a gig playing my original music. And that's mm-hmm. where like the idea of first Friday came, came in because final Friday was already in existence. And there right. was a big art crawl where, you know, thousands of people go out and buy art, but there was nothing for music. And so we felt the music community was being completely overlooked. And so there were a few pockets of places that, you know, original musicians could get gigs, but it was really hard. And so uh, we started, I mean, that's kind of how we got into the the doing shows stuff. I had done stuff in the past up, up in Lawrence and um, Kansas City as well, but that was really it. And then, yeah, then we started working on First Friday and, you know, then I think through it all, we just learned what the next step was. We It wasn't a grand plan. It was like, this is the next step, you know, this is a feasible step and and we We've just that step, been you know? grateful for um, the different pathways that have opened yeah. up in front of us and um, just taken all the opportunities. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And you got some great partners at The Wave, right? Yeah. yeah. Can, can you name them? Yeah. So we got five partners. We have um, Dave Burke, Dave Wells. Uh, Jerry Jones, Pat Doe, and then we have a silent partner that doesn't like to be talked about. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, Dave Wells, uh, I'm surprised you mentioned his name, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dave is good people. We go yeah. way back as well. So yeah. how 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 are you ramping back up after COVID? I mean, you've been excited about it. I mean, two-year hiatus, for lack of a better word. But let me back up on that. What did you do during COVID? We did all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned before we um, were one of the um, early members of NEVA, National Independent Venue Association, and that dominated our entire thought process for well over a year. We were very lucky to find other humans in the same boat with similar thought processes. Yeah, as soon as COVID hit, like, we knew that it was – a serious situation and you know in march we thought we were going to reopen in april and mm-hmm. then in april is may and then by the time may hit we were like it might be a while mm-hmm. and so we started organizing and that's what we did that's what neva was it was a as is a group of people that got together and organized um and then we the the initial purpose was to try to figure out how to survive how all these independent businesses all over the country will survive the pandemic with 
you know, there was mandated shutdowns everywhere, right? Exactly. Um, and so, you know, we quickly came to the conclusion that we needed pandemic relief. The paycheck protection stuff wasn't working because we didn't have payroll. We didn't have, right. we weren't open. And yeah. we had all of the bills. We had all of our mortgages and all of our utilities and everything. And so we started trying to figure out you know, what bills were in the works. And we hired a, a, a lobbying firm, Aiken Gump, out in D.C. And then it was, what, June, July? Well, first, we we started getting, like, letters signed of, like, how important, you know, these venues were to artists. And it was huge artists. It was, like, Willie Nelson and Outkast and, like, Jerry Seinfeld and... Dolly like, Parton. Dolly Parton. Like, all mm-hmm. these, like, big artists were, like... He's, you have to save these venues because this is where we all grew up in and this is how we got our starts. But then we got a, a letter to Congress as well that was signed by, oh gosh, 160 members of Congress, again, bipartisan, saying how wow. important the venues were to each community. And we were very unique um, in the fact, I believe Kansas was the only state that had all of its representatives and senators sign this go letter. Go Kansas! Wow. Yeah. wow. wow. Yeah. So, and every, yeah, People were very surprised to hear that in the middle of the Midwest, in uh-huh. Kansas, we right. had such amazing support from our electeds. And, uh, and it I know just that, speaks oh, that ahead. music, yeah, music is a universal language. It doesn't, yes. people think that, you know, if you're in these big primary markets like New York City or right. Chicago or LA, that's where you go to see shows. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, in all of our small communities, music is important. Our venues are a place for community gathering. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I know this was a tough time during during your uh, last two years. And I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. And, but how, how do you, how do you reconcile that? You're, you're trying to take care of everybody else and, and yourself. I mean, what were you thinking or what were your thought process at that time? You didn't know how long this was going to last and what was going on there? I mean, luckily we had a, a, so with the advocacy committee, which I was intimately involved with, we had a group of, you know, about 30, 40 people that met three times, four times a week. Three times a week. Um, and sometimes more. But we all kind of confided in each other and shared our stories, shared our worries, our our thoughts, and tried to create solutions on how we were going to get out of the mess we were in, you know. Um, and, yeah, it was a, it was a extremely terrifying situation, you know. I mean, we all were leveraged. I mean, when you start a business, you're typically extremely leveraged right. on everything. and across the country, everybody was, you know, it was traumatic. It was scary, but we had a good support group. And I think, you know, without that, a lot of us would have had a hard time. But I mean, even within that support group, you know, it was people's mental health was a big concern. I mean, there was people within our industry that were committing suicide and, you know, turning to alcohol and drugs and, you know, all kinds of stuff to just try to, because they couldn't do anything. And Mm -hmm. we lost a lot of venues and some people throughout it all. And so, but, you know, we had this focus of like, how are we going to get through this? And that's when we, you know, it's like July of 2020 that we came up with the idea of just creating our own bill and um, wow. called the Save Our Sages Act. And we did, and we wrote it um, with our uh, lobbying group with Aiken Gump and created a, a bill that we then were able to rally behind. Um, we had over... Three million emails sent to members of Congress um, supporting this bill from across the country. We had tons of artists. We had tons of co-signers. And eventually, in December of 2020, it passed through. And we got $16 billion to the live music industry, but well, to independent venues. But it also went to, like, 
museums and zoos like Sedgwick County Zoo and mm-hmm. Botanica mm-hmm. and Art Museum. Like wow. they all got funding, but it truly saved the industry. And I think without that thing to rally around and to focus on, uh, it would have been a whole different story. And I mean, so many venues wouldn't have made it. Like Excellent. we would have lost so many of these like cultural hubs all over the country that yeah. would have just been gone and people would have lost their houses and right. everything associated Thank you for with your it. work on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we could do, you know, when your back's and up against the wall, you just got to move forward. Right? Yeah, that sounds really tough. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, before we hear from our sponsors, I have, we've we've been dispelling some myths here. And I know, Jesse, you said you're a flautist. Can you please just, you know, for our listening audience, a lot of times they only think that uh, flute players can only sound like birds in classical music. <laughs> it's, a, it's a valid thought. <laughs> but could you tell them that we do so much more? No? <laughs> I'm no longer a flautist. I'm not the best defender. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are note. some amazing bird sounds, though. <laughs> Peter and the Wolf. Uh, Oh my God. <laughs> well, on that note, we are definitely going to go to break and hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Seeing energy differently means continually working to drive energy prices down, even as costs around us rise. At Evergy, we're relying less on fossil fuels and more on renewable resources. We're investing in programs to help you use less energy, enabling us to decrease our rates over the last four years. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. As a convener of people and ideas, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success. We invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with the Heart Keys. Adam and Jesse, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I mean, your story is just so fascinating. I'm just sitting here in awe, like, man, you guys have done a lot over the past two years or Mm -hmm. since 2009 (laughs) for a number of years. Um, So, you know, we just got done talking about how you, the things you were doing during COVID. And now you've made it out of COVID and you've repositioned yourself, right? Yes. What does it look like for the future? I know you, you've been featured in like Rolling Stone and other, you know, major works. Yep. So Billboard. Talk- we had an article on bill- Billboard. Yeah. I think hey. either we had or we will have. I think it's coming out. It's going to be in the print edition. Yeah, we'll be in the print um, edition of Billboard in the very near future. The okay. date has moved a few times. Okay. okay. But, Dope. But yeah, we're, we're so excited. Every for as dark as those moments were over mm-hmm. the last two years. Um, you know, it's it's darkest right right before the dawn, right? The colloquialism holds true. Um, we've we've come out of this horrible experience um with a lot of beauty. Mm-hmm. We we our entire industry, I really think, is in a much better position than we were two years ago. There's there's still gonna be a lot of growing pains ahead of us. But we are much more interconnected network at this point, right? And we're all stronger together. No, nobody is at their strongest standing alone. 
And that, that's been the biggest lesson over the last two years. It's not, not only that we need to stand together, but having those options available to us. Yeah, we've always been motivated by adversity, and we saw a lot of that in the mm-hmm. last two years. And so, yeah, we're, we, we saw where we were weak, and we have ideas on how we can become stronger. You know, given the fact that we have a giant network across the nation now to to support each other um, and to to collaborate with and to really build with, that's positioned us way better than we were prior to the pandemic, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, it's 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 kind of a silver lining of everything that happened in our industry and like, you know, the 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 fear and, and everything that, you know, we faced, we are now seeing a little bit of the other side of that and, you know, this unification and, and also this kind of deep camaraderie that birthed out of that because when you go through that experience with other people, then yeah. you share that experience together and then you have that moving forward and you have this trust with them and this like camaraderie with them that you didn't have necessarily before that. And so it's, it's really kind of a beautiful thing that came out of this really hard time, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And we're, uh, I think just on the very um, beginning stages of, of that journey. And uh, a lot of what we're doing is directly a direct result of everything that happened, you know? I think that's rich. And I I mean, that's that is a great story. And because you do oftentimes hear um, of stories where people don't make it out of those dark times. Right. But then when you hear something refreshing like this, that you, you know, made it through and you uh, did it collaboratively and you did something that helped people nationally. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, That's, that's huge. So. I want to ask this for of you. What can we do in the Wichita community to help you? I mean, I think just making music more a part of your lives and talking to other people about it, you know? I mean, I think that's something that I think we have a hard time recognizing within the Wichita community is that music goes beyond just, you know, going to a live show or listening to something on the radio or on Spotify or whatever. It's it's a way for communities to truly kind of come together around something and, and to, to create a bond. And also recognizing that there's a whole entire workforce behind that music mm-hmm. community, you know, and, and recognizing, you know, those music workers and the people that, you know, are bringing the shows to the masses, you know, and it's everybody from the bookers to the concessionaires to the box office people and the security and the production staff and all those folks it's not often looked upon as a career where art where we're located but it truly is and can be a viable career option and especially for younger kids i know when i was going to north um in high school it i was super interested in music but there was no pathway yeah. mm-hmm. at all there was nothing i could do that would lead me in a direction of something that was sustainable and truly the only reason I went into this world was because I had an uncle that was in the in, in the music industry and I saw what he was doing. He didn't live here. He lived in Dallas and in LA and Nashville and all over. But I saw that he's made a living in the music industry. So there is some way to do it. I don't know how, mm-hmm. um, but that was also like, that was always in the back of my head. So I think the more conversations we can have as a community of how do we especially help kids that are wanting yeah. to have an interest in this, how do we help them blossom into something that could be sustainable and keep them in Wichita and build a music industry within Wichita that's supportive of people's goals and aspirations. 
that's a long-winded answer to no, that's, I like it. No, that's you, I think that's that's spot on, right? Because no one knows or you know, until you really explained it, what this pathway could look like. We know that music is an industry and that it is a business right. and you have to have all of these different things happen in order for us to see the end result of, you know, right. the live music or whatever it is that we're going to see. So thank you for explaining that. Do mm-hmm. you or do you foresee yourself um, as we're talking about pathways doing internships for people in high school or? Yeah, we just had a meeting this morning with um, uh, folks from World Cafe Live Preservation Hall um, that have, I mean, you can take that because you were, I was late to the meeting. So I'm sorry. <laughs> They're dear friends. And I love the them all. the truth but... comes out. Yeah. <laughs> We're still figuring out how to do these meetings like outside of the house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And now you will have to put travel right. time in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We travel forgot time. about that. Me <laughs> but yeah, no, no, we are very um, excited about the idea of creating more community outreach, especially in the realm of education mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, uh, as Adam mentioned, right, it's very easy to see the artist on stage. Yeah. But we so often overlook all of the different career pathways that lie behind that to get that one or maybe the five people on stage. So as Adam mentioned, we are very lucky to have relationship with with people in Philadelphia, like Adam said, with World Cafe Live or Preservation Hall in New Orleans that have already created very sustainable, mind-blowingly amazing educational Mm. programs with their venues. And so we're discussing with them, what can we do in Wichita to not parallel because our communities are all different, right? We don't want to do exactly what they're doing right. because we are not Philadelphia. We mm-hmm. are not New Orleans. But what can we do in Wichita to, you know, maybe give another, plant an idea in some kid's brain that that is a viable option. Or even if that's not a career opportunity for them, just that it that it, it exists, yeah. that music is an integral part of a society, which I think has been forgotten. Yeah, I mean, as kids in Wichita schools, like our our main thing was a field trip to like go see the symphony or whatever, and I, I think that's important. But as Pam from Pres Hall is like, she's like, you know, kids are told not to clap or when to clap or whatever, and when they go to these venues, they just are engulfed in music and like they just have a blast and they see that oh, they can do this as a job or this, or they can be a musician. And like, there's musicians there that are mentors as well that like help develop kids. So like there, there's a, a whole new world that is really exciting, especially for kids that, um, you know, it's, it's a little more modern, it's a little more accessible, it's a little more realistic for a lot of kids. And so um, they've seen huge, like, you know, huge growth within their communities because of the programs that they have. And it's something that we we definitely think is necessary here. It's it's beyond like something we want to do. It's something we have to do to to further progress the culture. You know, I love that. Don? Excellent. Just one more question, I believe. You shared what you went through before the pandemic. Shared that two years of, I don't know what you want to call it, <laughs> uh, and but you... During that time, you course corrected to find out, like you said, where you were weak and how you can make it stronger afterwards. Now we're in the afterwards. Without being proprietary, what the next five years look like for you guys? What's going on? If what you can tell. Sure. I think the best way to word it would be helping to grow our community. We want to do things that benefit the overall holistic mm-hmm being of Wichita or Kansas, however you want to look at it. Um, We have a number of initiatives in the work, but what's driving each one of them is that we're just, and I know I mentioned this earlier with WAVE, but 
something that troubles us is how fractured we are, right? We are so, for a number of reasons, we're so acclimated to sitting in our house and looking at our screens. And then the last two years compounded that so drastically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's not been a lot of, I mean, there were a lot of positive benefits to staying home for a while, but there's not a lot of positive benefits to our individual mental health, to our society's growth, to stay in that mindset. And so what we are hoping to do with a number of things, we just, we want to make this a better place for everyone. Okay. Yeah, we're also working, you know, beyond the local. I think in the next five years, we're going to, we're really putting our minds to how do we reimagine the entire music industry and its interactions. Um, And that's everything from artists to venues to promoters to just the industry as a whole. It's I mean, the, the music as it, the music industry as it exists now is based on exploitation. It's based on this this old system that doesn't work. It only benefits a very few people. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a, a good system for most of the people involved. And that's why we're seeing the decline of independence, like independent venues, independent artists, and all that, and, mm-hmm. and a, a big rise on a more centralized thing. But there's also a, another like wave coming to fill in that that void of what's being left behind, you know. And so I think that that's that's something that we're we're going to put a lot of attention to, and that I think we'll see a shift in the overall industry as a whole, uh, more of a decentralization, more of a empowering, more of a a, a, a sharing of knowledge. That's one thing that um, is hoarded in the music yeah. industry is knowledge, and so. Mm-hmm. People use that to exploit people. They say, we know how to do this. And if you want to have this knowledge, you're going to have to sign this contract that's really bad for you. And then we're going to keep most of the money that's made off of your craft. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, And and that translates to especially the tertiary markets like Wichita as well. So, like, that knowledge and that power dynamic is being hoarded within L.A. and New York and Nashville and it, it's um, it's getting to a point where something different has to happen. It's so, it's not sustainable. It's the not way sustainable. the in, yeah. the industry is set up currently, it does benefit a few, but anytime you know you get things too top heavy, it's not sustainable. Yeah, and so we are very excited that we are at a moment. It's again, it's one of those silver linings of the pandemic. I think it really showcased a lot of those weaknesses, and it it but it also shows a path how to make it more more sustainable. Yeah, we saw our own weaknesses, but we also saw the weaknesses of the, of the music industry as a whole, right. and like what what is <clears throat> is is hurting and what is helping, and like our focus is to look at what's helping. And I think that's dope. It's a great story, uh, you know, and, and it shows that you've always been for the people and not for the community. Your work with Acorn, your work with the music industry. I mean, so thank you for all that you do to help yeah. us be better, yeah. make this place a better place. Don, excellent. That was, that was deep. So yeah. Well, you got to deal with Ebony for a long time. So <laughs> it's the now, best time of their lives. <laughs> now we're going to have some fun, little word association. I'll give you one word. You or both of you can give one word back. It's not wrong because it's y'all's word. <laughs> okay. You ready? Sure. Okay. Leader. Jesse. Aww. Oh. So sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no sound effects. Gee, <laughs> uh, success. Light, which doesn't necessarily make sense, but that's where I went. Light. Okay. 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 College. <laughs> oh, a Depends. deep laugh. No, that was a laugh. Was, there's got to be a story there, but what? What's the one word? 
unnecessary. Okay. <laughs> depends. Mine depends. Depends. <laughs> depends on what. De- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Entrepreneur. Fun. Yeah. Hero. Commonality. Vacation. Necessary. <laughs> gonna Fun. Say need. Fun every day. Okay. Nice family. Integral. Oh. Yeah. The chamber. Awesome. Wichita. Awesome. <laughs> Wichita. Wichita. Nice. Failure. Necessary. Part, yeah, part of it. That's okay. three words, but <laughs> that works. This ought to be fun. And you got to tell the truth. And we want to hear, hear from both of you. Beverage. Mm-mm. Water. It's <laughs> <laughs> a way I pay, to pay the bills. <laughs> Water. Well, no, that's beverage, how I pay the bills. If you're oh. a venue uh, owner. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very good. We truly, truly appreciate you telling your story. This was really, really cool. And it's good to see you again, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. He all grown up now. <laughs> Got bass in his voice. Yeah. All that. I mean, well, thank you both for being here. It was a yeah. lovely conversation. Thank you for having yeah, us. Absolutely. Well, friends, we're at the end of our segment. If you would please like this and share it with all of your friends, share it with someone who you think would find value in learning this information and hearing their story. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.